Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,195. We need to forgive ourselves for all the things we didn't do, all the things we should have done. You can't get stuck on regrets of what should have happened. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Findlay, Ohio, Chris Pantani. Hey, Chris, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. Should be a great day today for this. Absolutely. Chris Pantani is the director of motorsports at Cooper Tires. He has over 29 years in the tire industry and has worked globally for two major manufacturers during his career. Cooper Tires is an American company that dates all the way back to 1914 in Akron, Ohio. Ira J. Cooper developed the Cooper Creed that focuses on providing their customers with good merchandise, fair play, and a square deal. Cooper's Global Technical Center in Finley is a worldwide center of excellence for tire science and technology. Cooper Tires also has a testing facility near San Antonio, Texas, where safety is their number one priority. I had the distinct pleasure of meeting Chris. This past year, uh, and also Johnny Unser, who's a past Cars Yeah guest while at SEMA, and they both shared some of the many quality features of Cooper Tires with me. So I'm excited to have you here today, Chris. I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little more about your career, Cooper Tires, and a very obvious passion for motorsports? Well, thanks, Mark. Um, that's true. We did meet at SEMA. We had a great time out there. It's actually on your show for a, a small segment during that time frame. Yeah. And with Cooper Tire, now I've been here going on 16 years currently. I've worked in product. I've worked in marketing. Um, and currently handling the motorsports and sponsorship aspect. So from my motorsports side, we're involved in everything from the road to Indy, which drivers pass along to get to the IndyCar level, off-road racing, rally racing and soon to be bringing in some new products as well. Very cool. I'm really excited about this. Cooper Tires, you guys make tires for all sorts of levels of driving, right? From street to track to off-road. I mean, it's a really wide variety of uh, of configurations. Definitely so. With the, the current passenger lamp that we have, once again, we're a 100-year-old company. The passenger products was a mainstay for us forever. And now light truck SUV is one of our strong areas of development, as well as the products we've had for the past few years, not only with the Cooper brand, but some of our associate brands. The newly uh, renovated Discover AT3 won awards at SEMA this past year as the best new product at SEMA. And then from the motorsports side, we have everything for tarmac racers, off-road racers, hill climb racers, rally racers, and rally cross racers. So to say we're involved in a little bit of everything is you know, quite a stretch, but in the meantime, we have do have something for everyone. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, my past guest, Johnny Unser, having him on the show, and the day we're recording the show, just for our listeners, uh, Lonnie Unser, who's Johnny's daughter who's getting into racing, is a guest on the show. So I think that's pretty cool. First time I had a daughter and a father racer on the show. I've had several fathers and sons, but uh, we're going to learn a lot more about this. But first, Chris, as we continue on your journey, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires perfect for today turning here on Cars. Yeah. So, Chris, take the wheel. So 
some of the quotes I, I do follow and as well as some of the books I read are from uh, Mitch Album. I've had the opportunity to meet Mitch several times on flights, actually. And the wow. funny thing is he flies in and out of Detroit a lot. So I've been on cross-country legs with him. And we've talked about some of the books. We've talked sports. We've talked a little bit about everything. One item that really does stand out was uh, his book, uh, Tuesdays with Maury. And a quote that came out of that book was that uh, we need to forgive ourselves for all the things we didn't do, all the things we should have done. You can't get stuck on regrets of what should have happened. Um, oh. It's just something to really to look into and, and, and to live every day by. You know, I really love this. I love the fact that you got to meet the guy who writes the books. And, and then once you're stuck on an airplane seat and we've all been stuck with somebody maybe we didn't want to be sitting next to. But to be next to somebody like that must have been really inspirational. You know, this is a, a really important topic, and I really love this idea of forgiving yourself because we beat ourselves up, especially those of us who are just driven, 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 and we really beat ourselves up over things that we maybe didn't do well enough or right. Maybe you can help us. How do you incorporate that concept into your daily life of what you're doing there at Cooper Tires? Well, a funny story about it even goes back to that quote, which I do I do read about and I have it on my wall here in the office. But when the book came out back in 2007, I think a year later, I finally got the book and read through it. I've been traveling extensively you know, with, with Cooper at the time. And at some point, I knew I was going to see him on the road. So I've always carried that book in my travel case year over year. I'd either see him and I wouldn't have that specific travel bag with me. And I just always laughed about it. And actually, two weeks ago, my carry-on bag broke, so I had to get a new carry-on bag, and the book is something I forgot to put into it. And oh, no. <laughs> oh, unbeknownst, uh, about a week ago Wednesday, I saw I saw Mitch just before he was going down to, he's got a shelter um, for orphan kids down in Haiti, and I started laughing. I said, Mitch, I said, <laughs> he knew who I was. I've carried this book with me for 10 years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And by chance, I just changed my bags and I forgot to have this. We just talked about the quote about regretting not doing something. And we yeah. had a good laugh about it. But um, <laughs> it was just a cute story that came up all of a sudden just talking to him. That's funny. Oh, that's funny. Well, I have a good friend, Bill, who loves to get autographs. And whenever we go to car events together, he always carries these books around. And some of them are these big coffee table books. I'm like, you're going to lug that thing all around the track, hoping that you find those drivers. And we were at Rensport this past summer together. He had this book and he ended up getting something like 25 signatures from very famous Porsche race car drivers in this book. And he goes, ah, finally, all this lugging of this book paid off. So uh, that's good. But I love the idea of not beating ourselves up and moving forward. I think that's a really, really important way to live your life. Well, let's talk about you for a second and have you tell the story that instigated a personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment as you remember it when you knew that you were going to be a car guy or be involved in the car industry? Back when I started looking into some of the automotive world and what's to be those next steps, I grew up in actually West Haven, Connecticut, which was actually the home of the old Armstrong Tire and Rubber Company. Armstrong yeah. has long been out of existence, but it was almost a rite of passage back then that people within our town would work for Armstrong. And so at some point I thought this would might be the case. Looking back at some of the vehicles my family hasn't owned and one story comes up and I went to, you know, Catholic school growing up as a kid and my mom would pick me up every day after school. Well, my mom had a nineteen seventy Oldsmobile four forty four convertible. A four forty two convertible, excuse me. And back then the 
top had a small rip in it. So we, of course, we had duct tape, you know, fixing the top and stuff. And some days I'd feel embarrassed to be in this car. I'm like, you know, like the top is a little bit leaking on it. It's an older car. You know, when can we do something new? Not realizing what a 1970 Oldsmobile 442 convertible <laughs> goes for these days in I know, racing I green know. with a tan top. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I love it. And Go one ahead. of her sisters had a the same year, I believe it was a 68 GTO. So oh my gosh. Going back this way to seeing what the family drove, and these were just common cars back then. And that yeah. starts deriving a passion, things you can work on, things you can tinker with. And it just built on from there. Yeah, mob side of the family is pretty darn cool. These gals driving very hot cars. That you know, they were. They, now they all drive Subarus, but back then we had some nice cars. Well, you know, times change, that's for sure. I got to go to a, a debut last night at the local LeMay Museum. Uh, Sean, who owns the original Bullet Mustang, brought the car to the LeMay Museum. It's there through uh, March, I believe, or April. And he told the story about that when his dad bought that car off of an ad in a newspaper that his mom drove the Bullet Mustang for about 10 years as her daily grocery car and go-getter. I was thinking, man, your mom was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, cars, it was different back then. Little did we know the cars were going to grow up to be such important uh, collector pieces. Let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down, talk about a big challenge or a big failure you faced along the way in your life, career, whatever it is. The more important thing is the story, kind of walk us through that, but tell us how that lesson helped you move forward. A, a funny one, going back to some of the car aspect, was the first car I got to buy. Um, it was a deal I made with my father that as long as I came up with money for for the payment, he would spot me half the payment. So dollar for dollar, whether I saved doing paper at that point, returning cans, whatever it was going to be, as long as I earned money, he would match my money towards the car. And the first car I bought was a an older, at this point, 1966 Ford Mustang, white red leather interior with a three-speed on the floor. That's cool. And my job was at 15 years old, I'm going to fix this car up. I'm going to work on this car. I'm going to get this operational running. And this is going to be my first car when I get my driver's license. A year and a half into it, we had the engine running, and I would practice using the stick shift in the driveway going up about 90 feet, coming backwards about 90 feet, just playing back and forth, yeah. and realized the only thing that I was never good at was body work. <laughs> some of the rust spots, some of the engine mounts, things that really needed some strong and structural body work, I was not good at. So mm. after about two years of playing with this and putting my hard-earned money into it, I had to sell it for just a little bit more than what we paid for it, which did help out. but. It kind of set me down the path that maybe I'm not the proper bodywork type mechanic that I thought I was at yeah, that age. Exactly. You know, I had a guest on the show that told me a very similar story, and he was driving his car to school one day, and everybody in the parking lot said, get out of your car, it's on fire. And he goes, that's when I learned that duct tape wasn't a good thing to use to keep your exhaust pipe up, in <laughs> nestled up into the car, and the car had got on fire, burned up. I shouldn't laugh about it, but he laughed about it at this point. But he said, yeah, my mechanical skills weren't quite up to par. So uh, We fixed more exhaust with tomato sauce cans and C-clamps and really got things working back then <laughs> that you would never do you know, today. I should have sent him over to your garage to work on his exhaust <laughs> system. Maybe he could have helped you with the body work. Oh, my exactly. gosh, that's crazy. Well, how about uh, shifting gears and talking about a big career aha moment? Now, you've worked for two major tire companies. You've been there at Cooper Tire for some time now, which is pretty cool. But is there a point in time in your career when those headlights come on and kind of steered a new way for you? 
with my prior company that I worked with, and this is when size proliferation just started to become you know something within the industry. I remember mm-hmm. working on the first 18-inch tire, which was a 255-55-18, that we thought would solve the world's problems at that point. This tire can be upgraded. It was being used on Land Rover at the time, and any fitment from like a 235-75-15, we can plus them three inches and go to an 18-inch tire. And to us, this was the aha moment of where does this go from here? And from that aspect, within the next year and a half, two years, working on some of the first 20-inch applications within the size, that really set us off as to what can be done, what the possibilities was, and then what became the tuna market at that point. Oh, well, that's interesting. Very cool. Yeah, as tires got bigger and bigger and bigger. I know I have a 30-year-old Porsche that you know has a very thick, big sidewall on it compared to some of these rubber bands you see on the sports cars nowadays. These very, very thin profile tires, but very tall tires as well. So very, very interesting. Well, let's talk a little about your first car. Now, you did kind of share that Mustang, but I'd love for you to talk about your first really special car, perhaps something later you got in your life that you really had been striving for instead of an old Mustang that maybe needed a little bit of tender, loving care and some Bondo here and there. But is there a car that really has some special memories for you? The first car I was able to buy on my own after that, getting out of school, went back to a Ford Mustang convertible again. It was wow. uh, it went back to a 1988 Ford Mustang convertible, and that was the first my car. And I always had a special place into it for what the car was, the summers on the beaches in Connecticut, the convertible aspect. It was an amazing car until I became enamored with Sobs. And at that point, every car afterwards was some sort of model of a Saab. Really? Now, that's quite a, a a change in perspective here from the American classic Mustang to a Saab. What was it about Saabs that intrigued you so much? Growing up in the Northeast environment, knowing that front-wheel drive was a mainstay if you didn't have four-wheel drive, knowing the mm-hmm. reliability of back then of what Saab really was, knowing the quirkiness of the vehicles itself, how they always had the key to start the car in the middle of the floor to protect oh, yeah. from accidents in case your knee ran into the dash, the way it was built, the safety aspects that put into it. So my first 9,000s, my 9,000 turbo, my hatchback, my 900 turbo convertible to my last 9.5 Aero, the Saab at that point was truly a unique vehicle. But where I lived in the country at that point, it was something that you saw on the road by multiple people every day. You know, people have kind of teased about Sobs, some of the challenges they've had, the old Sob story comment that you hear from time to time. But I always looked at Sobs back then as an engineer's car because it seemed like I, my dad was an architect, so he worked with engineers. And it seemed like engineers, people that were technical, loved the Sob. Is that part of the thing that you liked about it as well? Because you're a technical person dealing with the tire industry and all the configurations and, and the engineering that has to go into building a great tire, would that would that be a part of it too for you? Definitely so. With, with the vehicle at that point in time, I mean, was built for safety, had certain crumple zones that the cars didn't have. If something happened, the engine would drop down to protect the car. The drive capability of it, not only did you see it up on the ski slopes, but you saw people rally racing back and forth. And this was a daily driver type car. That 900 Turbo was one of the fastest cars out there at that time, and it was a convertible. So some of the engineering feats that they put into these vehicles, the way they touted them, 
you know, from racing to family-oriented aspects, really ticked all the boxes. And then the loyal sob club base themselves. Here's a club of, of owners that would get together to talk about their stories, to help each other out, fix the vehicles back then. And this is before that there was, you know, blogs out there. This is before you can online and look at something. You had a group of individuals that would get together just to help each other out with these vehicles. Very cool. You know, I remember the first time I got to drive one of those cars. I was, uh, I had a detailing business in high school and college. And I got in the car and the lady said, here are the keys. And I'm looking at the dash. Okay, what's the trick here? Where do I put the, she goes, you don't know where to put the key in? I go, never driven a saw before. She goes, well, keep looking. And I'm looking all over the place. Not figured out. And then something must have clicked on my head where somebody maybe had told me. And I looked down between this. Okay, that's right. That's where you plug in. Have you ever learned, having had so many sobs, why did they put the ignition, the key the key slot right there? It was all pure for safety. They felt that if something ever happened and you were pushed forward towards a dash, that uh, that single key and or the other keys on that keychain would not go into your leg, would not go into your knee. It was more of a safety factor. Makes sense. Very cool. Well, good. I learned something today from you, Chris. I knew I would, but that's pretty interesting. Thank you for sharing that with me. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle that you've owned and let go that you really wish you had back? Ah, uh, there's quite a few of those. <laughs> the, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the, <laughs> that's a tough subject right now as you look back on things. But uh, one of the first fun cars I was able to buy was a 1993 Mazda Miata. At that point, the MX-5 wasn't oh. around, but it was called the Miata back then. Oh yeah, um, it came with the the hard top you can snap on and place for it. Just a great little car. It was you could do forty five miles an hour in the car. You thought you were going one hundred miles an hour on the back road. Just the handling, <laughs> yeah. the fifty 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 balance ratio on that vehicle made it a fun car to drive. Yeah, those were great. I worked with a guy way back when I was young who bought the first year they came out, bought one, and let me take it for a drive. We went to lunch together one time. I thought this thing is so cool. I just loved where the shifter was. It's just a real short shift. Just click click. And yeah, it was great. You see why over the years, those cars have become such great rally cross cars and autocross cars and track cars for people. I mean, they just kind of do it all. Not super fast or anything, but you know what? You don't really need to be. Sometimes it's uh, yeah, a little bit better to have that. But yeah, Miata is really, uh, that car's come a long way. It's just been around forever. It was the rebirth of the Roadster by Mazda when that came out. Yes. It brought all the Roadster fans back out, the people that ran all the Alphas, the MGs, every the car that was out there kind of gravitated towards the Miata at that point. I mean, that was your true Roadster, the modern-day vehicle that can do almost everything. And the car was just a, was a lot of fun to drive and a lot of fun to just play with. Absolutely. Well, I would love for you to share with our listeners a little bit more about what's going on at Cooper Tires, uh, why they should come and investigate Cooper Tires if they've never ever run them on your car. What are some of the things that have you excited and fired up as we go into the new year? The past year and a half has been a wonderland of products that have come out. I mean, we spoke briefly about that AT3 at the SEMA show that won the best award at SEMA for the new product. It comes in three different variations, one for the everyday SUV type driver, CUV driver. There's one that's LT oriented for the truck pickup market that just wants to do a one-to-one replacement, as well as an XLT version for those that do want to get a little more flashy, get up into a 35-inch type product, more aggressive sidewall. So from the light truck off-road aspect, we have some phenomenal products. Another product this past year that has done wonders is one of our winter products that was designed in part with consumer groups. 
is called the Discover True North, which is a winter product that has definite ice slush capabilities. It's taken the winter market by storm at this moment, per se. Uh, it's brand new to the market. So when you start looking at the products that Cooper's putting into the marketplace, based on consumer response, I think we're headed in the right direction. Well, it sounds like you are. And given that we're in the uh, the end of the year here, 2019 is tomorrow. So happy early new year to everybody. Very exciting. But it's wintertime. And wintertime means you need great tires. And you know, I live in the Pacific Northwest where we don't get a lot of snow. We do get a little bit of ice once in a while. It gets kind of cold. We get a lot of rain. And every time it gets a little bit slick, the first folks you see off into the ditch are the trucks, the pickup truck, because they think because they've got a big pickup truck or four-wheel drive that that matters. But tires are the key thing when it comes to winter driving, right? It really is. I mean, when you start thinking about what's between yourself and the road, it is the four tires. Um, the all-season products are in the marketplace. have gotten better and better over time. They can do some things great. Like I said, with our new Discoverer, our AT3, the 4S model, does have that mountain snowflake. So being in the Pacific Northwest, if you wanted to go up into the mountain areas or do certain trekking, this tire is equipped to go on some of those back roads and or passages. Other products you know, would have to use chains or different variations to get up through this area, but as we're designing these new products with our Mountain Snowflake, they're allowing drivers to go up there with their vehicles, so we have this on the variety of tires that we're making, but winter tires are still a very strong segment across the north, the northeast as well, where people do change their products over. Come November, they'll put on their winter tires and run them through till Easter, typically. Absolutely. I've got a set of winter tires from my wife's SUV, and it makes a world of difference. We live on a very steep street, and whenever we do get little bit of snow or ice. Um, her car usually would make it up okay, but boy, those winter tires, it's no problem at all. I mean, I feel totally safe when she leaves and drives away and has to go down that steep hill or some of the hills we have around here. So really important. I encourage our listeners to check out the website, coopertires.com, because they've got a really cool configurator. It makes it very easy for you to find the right tire for your vehicle. So check it out. We'll put a link on Chris's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. Make sure your tires are in good condition. Check them all the time. Check the air pressure all the time. That's another key thing. I know it sounds silly, but every time I take my car in for service, I always talk to the technician. He goes, gosh, you wouldn't believe how many people bring cars in that are 10, 15 pounds under pressure of the tires. So uh, important, especially in the winter, because wintertime, I understand, you maybe can confirm this, Chris, that you tend to lose tire pressure during the wintertime. Is that right? Typically, during the colder months, you will lose one to two PSI per product on the vehicle. So you do have to check that and checking it weekly every other week is a great, you know, routine to get into. With winter tires, it's not so much just a tread design that helps you out. The compound that we're using for a winter compound will stay tacky at the lower temperatures where a normal all-season tire may not have that tackiness that has lower temperatures. Winter products are designed to have more traction when it gets colder out. So there's some, you know, there's some things you need to take into account when you're deciding which way to go and what time of the year that you want to switch your tires over. Absolutely. Now, have you seen the big trend that we seem to be seeing now where so many more and more people are going to SUVs or crossover vehicles? And even when you look at companies like Ford talking about, we're just not going to make these sedans anymore and hints of that coming out of GM and so forth. Is that what you're seeing in tire sales too? It's just the big trend push towards that with cars in the United States? We haven't seen the trend yet, only because, I mean, some of the announcements are still pretty new. 
But when you do look at the top selling vehicles, typically they are trucks and SUVs. So in mind, we do have products for those vehicles, for the changeover, for people who want something more so than what the tire just came on with the current vehicle. So we do see some of that. In the future, I do think we'll get into a direction of more SUVs. People in certain areas of the country want to have that front-wheel drive and or four-wheel drive capability. And one thing we do try to tell people is that when you're picking these vehicles out, just remember, four-wheel drive says right in the world, four-wheel drive. It's not four-wheel stopping. And that's why I see a lot of SUVs during that first snowfall, that first icy, they'll be off the road in some areas that people are just overdriving what the vehicle is for those conditions. Yeah. And the tires, of course. Absolutely. Okay. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Chris. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifested into a vehicle and you were parked in the garage, what would you be and why? That is a tough question. Looking at, you know, my lifestyle and what I do and where I go. Yeah. The fun aspect right away is going to have to be a Jeep. A Jeep oh, Wrangler, cool. pop yeah. the top off, head to the beach, do some fishing, do some surfing, do some boating out there, spend the time up and down on the sand, but also yeah. can still get you back home, take you to mountains of skiing. So that Jeep aspect for me would give me that lifestyle that I, I would like. Well, I know from talking to you at SEMA, you're a guy that likes the water for sure. So uh, yeah, some kind of vehicle that would, uh, or you'd be a kind of vehicle that could get you to any beach. Uh, in the country. So uh, I think you've thought that through. <laughs> right now, I got a Ford Raptor, so I can go any place I want to go. <laughs> so there you go. My, oh. Ford Raptor, my Ford Raptor will take me any place out there under the sun. But if I did have to pick up what I was going to be, I want to top off and running around. Well, my next door neighbor, Bill's smiling right now. My listeners know that uh, my neighbor just bought a Ford Raptor. He let me take that thing out for a drive. I've never had a truck, but I think I could have one of those. Those things are it's an incredible vehicle. Wow. It's, it's yeah. one of the most comfortable vehicles to drive within the truck category. It's got a wider stance on it. It's about six and three-quarter inches wider than new trucks. The mm-hmm. new engine is amazing. I'm getting great mileage with it. I put yeah. our new Cooper AT3, that XLT I talked about, the little more aggressive-looking tire, and a 35-inch application on it, and it, the truck just goes and goes. Awesome. Well, Bill, if you're listening, did you hear that? Get yourself a set of Cooper tires for that Raptor. Sounds like Chris has got the right setup for you. Well, Chris, up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. 
They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Chris, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Make sure you put the gas cap on before you leave the gas station. Or take the gas fueler out and put it back onto the pump. Don't drive away with the, don't be that guy. Drive away with the uh, fueler hose hanging out of your gas cap or, uh, yeah, out of your gas truck. I've seen that before. Oh, my gosh. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your many successes? Always review your day, the good, the bad, the ugly. Don't Mm. point fingers, but definitely go back and review things. And just because something didn't work today does not mean it won't work tomorrow. Ah, great advice. Now, there are lots of great resources out there. Is there one in particular you'd like to share? Just look it onto the website, wherever you want to go. The internet is our friend in most cases. So be diligent, look for topics that you want to personally either develop on, learn more about, or look at videos on how to do things. But always try yourself first. Make sure that you can do it before you send it off to someone else to uh, answer the questions for you. There you go. Yeah, YouTube has taught me so many things about my car and computers and all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's incredible what you can learn, even fix the refrigerator because of YouTube. So thank you. Save myself a repair bill. But uh, another great resource I'll throw out there for you is, of course, Cooper Tires USA. Check out their website. Great configurator, as I mentioned earlier, for finding the right tire for your vehicle. How about if I did this? If I could wave a magic wand and I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? I'm going to throw back to a person I have a great relationship with at the moment, which is Johnny Unser, but his dad, Jerry. Jerry was one of the first Unsers to race at Indy, but also passed away. Mm, Jerry yeah. Unser has a legacy of being the older brother to Al and to Bobby. They're a great family. They're funny. They're extremely talented. But to go back and to meet Johnny's dad to really find out you know, what it like was back then racing, answer some of the questions about the answer family, I think that would be one of the one of the best things I can possibly wish for. Yeah, Johnny mentioned his dad and uh, sounds like absolutely spectacular a guy. That would be pretty darn special for sure. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read? You mentioned that you love to read. You have been traveling with this author friend of yours. Is there a book you'd like to recommend to our listeners that you think they should crack open? Well, like I said, Mitch Album is somebody I really did enjoy. The Tuesdays with Maury is an amazing book. I think it's a must-read by everybody. 
And when you start looking at some of the other books he has out there, The Timekeeper, uh, The Five People You Meet in Heaven, I just think there's some uh, some great insight to it. There's some you know personal experiences or challenges you can take from it as well. And I think just taking the time to uh, enjoy it is one of the best things you can ask someone. Absolutely. Well, listeners, you can find these great resources Chris has shared on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Chris Pantani, P-A-N-T-A-N-I, and that page will pop up. And there's a great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where there's probably close to 1,500 books there that my inspiring automotive enthusiasts have recommended, including these books that Chris has recommended. And I've made it really easy for you. You can just go through them, click on the ones, takes you right to Amazon, you can buy it. Easy peasy. All right, Chris, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Maybe not. I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car today. You can keep your Raptor, keep your daily drivers. This is something special, something you take on a nice sunny day, maybe drive to the beach or wherever you'd like to go. But there's a couple rules to this little game. One is you can't sell this car to buy a bunch of other toys with. The other one is you have to drive it. No garage queens. I want you to get out there and enjoy the car. And it's the only cool collector car you can have in your garage. So choose wisely, my friend. This is a tough decision. I've had everything from <laughs> trucks know. to cars to exotics. I've had Porsche Boxsters. I've had a Viper. Nice. And to go back to think about if I had one and one only that I can use for everything. I'm going to stick with the Ford Raptor. I'm going to say just give me the newest model of the Raptor. Right now I have a 2017, but if you want to upgrade that for me, that's great, Mark. I have no problem with that. <laughs> okay. Or if Bill wants to give me his afterwards. Bill, I know you're listening to this. Just you know, drive, drive it over. You're but, going to have to pry that out of his cold, dead hands. <laughs> There's no way he's going to give you that truck. But you know what? I can find you one, and I can get you the color you want. This is red. What color do you want? The one I have right now is silver, but there's this new performance blue that just came out by Ford, which has a great look to it. Yeah. But to me, the, the truck is one vehicle that can do everything. It can fit multiple people in. You can throw stuff in the back. You can work with it. You can drive with it. I go to the gas station, put gas into it, and people always approach you as to, how is this truck? What do you think about it? And I think that's yeah. going to stay for a long, long time to come. So for me, just give me the newest model, and I'll take it from there. All right. Well, you made it pretty easy for me today. I think that'll be pretty easy. I would be happy to deliver on 2019 a new Ford Raptor in that beautiful blue color that you like so much. Chris, you've taken me on a great ride today. I knew you would. We're on a safe set of Cooper tires, which makes the ride even more comfortable and secure. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off in the sunset in that Ford Raptor? Just at the end of the day, everyone, just take the time and and thank those around you. Be cordial and be that person that you want other people to meet. It's important for us just to be happy with each other. And at this time of year, heading into the new year as we're doing, just take the moment to say hello to somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and Cooper Tires? Cooper Tires has a great website that has everything from a configurator on to notes about our product to sponsorships that we do handle. You can find it at www.coopertires.com. Myself, to follow my racing, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, both at Chris Pantani. Otherwise, you can always catch me someplace on LinkedIn or any other place around. Absolutely. Well, make sure I put all those links on Chris's show notes page in the Cars yeah website. I encourage you to follow him. His fun with motorsports, because here's a guy that's living his passion, living his dream. That's what Cars Yeah is all about, inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Chris, you've inspired us today. Thank you for being so generous with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences. 
with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Mark, thank you so much for the time today. It's amazing. We had a great conversation. Happy New Year to you and your family as well, and hopefully to see you in the next year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. A healthy, prosperous New Year to you and all the team at Cooper Tires. And everybody out there who listens to Cars Yeah, really appreciate your kind ears. Happy New Year. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.